probably do have a dipshit neighbor. <clears throat> I haven't met my neighbors yet. Fair to say they're a dipshit then. You should call oh, him a dipshit probably. when you meet him. What's up, dipshit? Hey, <laughs> dipshit. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what I was thinking. This is Podflix, episode number 187. I am Paul. I'm Nish. I am Will. What's up, dipshits? <laughs> <laughs> what is up indeed? I'll tell you what's up. Spider-Man No Way Home is up because that's the movie we watched. It's from 2021 and now we've all seen it because it's on, I almost said home video. Uh, streaming's not right either. <laughs> it's on, what do you, what's the thing in between home video and streaming? That's what we watched it on. Amazon. There you go. But you had to pay for it, right? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So whatever. Yeah. I mean, I watched it on Apple TV, so. Um, good came out on you. all platforms. Came out on all platforms, <clears throat> eh? Yep. All the ones you can pay for. When, when you said home video, by the way, it just made me think of those, like, things you'd find on, like, DVDs or on videotapes where it's, like, coming soon to home video. And then it, like, had, like, the little, like, preview. Mm-hmm. Those always age really well. I'm glad yeah. they put those on there. I know. You know, when I was a kid, my dad owned a video store. You guys know this. Our listeners might not. And he would get these boxes of like oh, trailers. It was sent. They were basically like previews. Like here is the movie two months before it's coming out on home video. So you could watch it and decide if you want to buy it for the video store. Except for they were always just like. All the major movies like Spider-Man, they weren't going to send him because they knew he was buying it anyway for the video store. So it was a bunch of like these weird B films that were just fucking terrible. <laughs> but it was always before those. It was like coming soon to home video. <laughs> fucking sounds awesome. I would love to screen some of those. <laughs> the only one I remember because it was so weird and terrible was um, Boxing Helena. Oh, sure. The rest I don't even remember. Did that become anything? I mean, it's I a movie I've so. heard of. It, it's kind yeah. of an infamous yeah. movie, and I can't remember why. It was like there was some behind the scenes kind of sh- stuff about it. Because they were really boxing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not what it is. You know, you, you know what boxing Elena is about, right? I don't actually. I've heard of the movie, but I don't know anything about it. It's weird. Okay. <laughs> yeah. In the end, she fits in a box. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that's you got it actually. All right, I've heard enough about this. I don't need to know anything else about this movie. Uh, I'll leave it as an exercise to the listeners if they want to look up the synopsis themselves. Don't you start reading it, Nish? I can see you gearing up to read. <laughs> I love that you can see in his glasses. <laughs> I am DB page. That's great. Good to see you getting ready. Uh yeah. So, Spider Man. Um, question for you guys, which was. I wanted to know how much you guys got spoiled before this movie uh, because we talked probably on 10 episodes about we were trying to avoid spoilage for this movie. Personally, I we, we are about to spoil the movie because we're about to talk about spoilers. Personally, I got spoiled on all the heroes in the movie, but not even all the villains that were in the movie. And oh, interesting. Basically, none of the plot. Yeah, I knew like the, there's the people that are in the trailer, which obviously I knew about. But to be honest, like... I didn't even think the Green Goblin would take his mask off, for instance. I thought maybe that was a 100% CG creation that would just be voiceover. Hmm. I knew that he was the bad guy, and I found that out the week before I saw the movie. That was a bummer. Uh, um, 
and I knew for sure Andrew Garfield was in there, and I just kind of assumed because Toby <laughs> would be as Toby would be as well. Because why would they bring back Andrew Garfield? But and not, not Toby McGuire, right? Agreed. But I didn't know any of the rest of the villains. I was I was surprised. I also I don't know. Maybe a, I think Nish and I, you and I, differ on this a little bit. I always like Spider Man for the Spider Men. Um, Boys, spider boy, spider, spider guys. Easy tiger. Um, <laughs> spider humans, spider pigs, whatever they are. Um, In one case. never. I never really connected. I always thought Spider-Man lacked good villains, but I know you like the villains in Spider-Man 2 in particular. Yeah. I mean, so, so what I'll say is um, I don't think we're too far apart on this because I also mainly would watch Spider-Man for spider-man for you know and and the and the peter parker story and all that that's kind of what makes spider-man spider-man um like i don't feel like like he has very famous villains spider-man as far as marvel goes um but they're not like it's not like batman's rogue gallery uh, rogues gallery or anything you know it's not like you know it's not like the joker or like the riddler or whoever where it's just like oh yeah these are like classic classic villains but i do like at least some of them how they're portrayed i mean i mean at the least they're like pretty classic at this point like Willem Dafoe like even the ridiculous costume like you know I remember thinking at the time like what a weird looking like little polygonal like kind of like mask and all that but it's like pretty iconic at this point um and I always liked Alfred Molina as as Dr. Octopus um the rest of them you know I mean I didn't really watch the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man movies, although I am aware of like some of the major plot points of them. Um, but so and they never really appealed to me like the the villains in that and Spider-Man three as well. You know, Sandman was fine. And the Venom from that movie, who's not even in this, is, you know, kind of not well done, I would say. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then there's Harry Osborn as Green Goblin, which is kind of its own thing. So, yeah, I think it's interesting that they pulled in like what what they chose, like who and what they chose to pull in from the other movies. First of all, can we just talk about how fucking bonkers it is that they even made a movie like this? Like this is the kind of movie that like you would talk about with your friends on the playground and be like, they should have like, you know, these guys from these movies meet and like, well, they're never going to do that. And like they fucking did it. Yeah. Um, And they didn't do it like half hearted. Right. Like they. No, they went for it. it Could you imagine if they did a, a Superman movie and just like kind of obviously Kurt, Christopher Reeves is not coming back, but they brought in like Brendan Routh and some of these other guys. Yeah. Henry Cavill and like the ones like like <clears throat> I mean, they did small versions of this a little bit with uh, the guy from Smallville. Right. Like, right. Whoever right. is Tom, around, yeah, you know, Tom Welling and uh, like what's his name? Dean Kane And what's what's the dude's name in Su- Supergirl and lo- like Tyler? Hecklin or whatever. Oh, yeah. However, I've never heard however, his name well, said. However you say his name, that guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they kind of did with Crisis on That's Infinite That's what I was going to say. Yeah. But they didn't do like, they didn't bring like Henry Cavill and, or anything like that. No, they didn't. Yeah. But the others, right, were pretty much all Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the others were, well, not I guess, Kane I guess for obvious Kane, reasons. Yeah, right. <laughs> but Brandon Routh was there, Tom Welling was there, and Tyler Hecklin was there. Yep. Yeah. My, my fanboy came out hard when they brought them all together. I was oh, so sure. fucking excited. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. uh, percent. Absolutely, it was it was great. And and I guess we're just talking about the movie right now, right? Um, and I love how they highlighted you know things that you know you always notice between them. Like they have the whole thing about the fact that it's like yeah, like Tobey Maguire's Spider Man 
can like shoot the webs out of his body. Whereas the other two are like the more classic comic book. Like they have the web shooters and they have to like make their web fluid. So can we talk about that for a second? Because I, first of all, I did love all the chat about that. I thought that was hilarious that they hung a lampshade on that so much. But I always thought that for Tobey Maguire, like for his Spider-Man, like that made sense. Because if you take away the web fluid, it's like what makes him spider? Like what does what are his spider-like powers really yes. at the yeah. end of the day? Yeah. I mean, but in the comics, right, the whole thing is like he gets bitten by a radioactive spider and then he gets, what is it, this proportional strength of a spider? Is that the words that they always used in the comics? Yeah. It's like some kind of thing like super that. strength. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. He gets super strength, basically. And like he's got the the wall crawling like ability and stuff like that. And then, of course, the spider sense. Or the tingle, as they call it the repeatedly tingle. in this movie. At, le- at least they just called it the tingle and not the Peter tingle in this one like they did in Far From Home. <laughs> <laughs> I like I thought Peter Tingle was funny, but I one movie's enough. I don't want to constantly have it called Peter Tingle. So let's so let's talk about let's let's talk about the Spiders Men a little bit, um, even though they show up in the in the back half of the movie. I am first and foremost curious for you guys who didn't really, I think, or didn't at all see the amazing Spider-Man movie, what you thought of Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker. I loved him. Yeah, me too. And 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 like I don't know. I mean, I think that was one of the spoilers that I saw was like he kind of redeems himself. I don't even know what the fuck that means. If people didn't like the movies or if he redeemed himself saving MJ or whatever the thing was, you know, but um, I thought he was great. I thought in this film he was more um, watchable than Tobey Maguire, even though Tobey's my favorite Spider-Man. It's really like Tom Holland, too. Yeah, but. I mean, Andrew Garfield has a little bit of the like Pierce Brosnan, James Bond problem or the Henry Cavill Superman problem insofar as like he's clearly good for the role, but didn't get to be in any really good movies. Well, that's fair. Yeah. And I mean, and Andrew Garfield's a very good actor, like in other films and stuff like that. And he's kind of just a he's he's a likable presence as well. Like, I feel like exactly what you said, Paul, because like there's no on paper. It's like, well, yeah, why wouldn't this guy be a great Spider-Man? But like you said, it's like it's more just that the movies really didn't support him at all. Whereas the other right. one, the other two have both gotten really good movies. Not every single one, but really good movies. There's a weird thing that they both, especially Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire do really well, which is play this like, not in this movie with Tobey, but they play this like, I'm book smart, but kind of a bumbling fool who's just so disorganized. I can't get my shit together and it's cute and funny and clumsy and all those things. And I, I like, I don't see that in Andrew Garfield when I see him, he just doesn't come across that way. No, I mean, he was very much like the skateboarding Peter Parker who like, which which is good to do that because he's, he's too cool to, to be an outcast completely in, in the same way. Yeah, I mean, he's got the right the charisma, the looks, like everything about him is like, yeah, this, there's no universe where this guy isn't cool. So, they, it's true. You could put glasses on that guy and try and nerd him up. Like he's, you could, he's still cool and handsome. Yeah. is the thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I really liked him, and and, and he he was the character. He, he was the Spider Man who needed more of the moments. Right, he didn't get his third movie. He didn't get his like closure. Like of the story kind of. So he got that in this movie, which I thought was really nice. Yeah. Mm. And from what I read, um, Toby kind of wanted his character to hang back a little bit. Like, I think he re- like, from what I read, like he requested that there not be a whole lot of information about what had happened to him since the, the, since his three movies, like they kept it 
fairly vague as mm. to like what was going on with him and everything like that. And that's kind of the way he wanted it, I think. And I think also like, you know, he settles well into kind of like kind of an elder statesman role of the Spider-Man because he's 10 years older than or at least 10 yeah, years he got older. Old, than, he, got old, yeah. he got old. Yeah, probably older than that. Yeah, I mean, he's like he's I think he's probably what he's like 48, something like that. Like yeah, in real life like that. Yeah. yeah. How old is Tom Holland? 20? No, in real he's, life? he's older than he looks. Um, He's he's, he's 20. like 29 or something. Yeah, he's like mid to late 20s. That's surprising. How old is Zendaya? I thought she was like 19. Nope, they're the same age. Yeah. In fact, all the three lead, all three leads were born in the same year. Yeah. Huh. Willem Dafoe was born in that yeah. 80s? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah 20, 20, 25. They were all born in 96. So they're all, talking about they're all 25 or 26. Yeah, we're talking yeah, about, talk about Trying to figure out who the third lead yeah. we're talking about. The three, is. you know, the, the, the trio. The spider trio. Right. The, 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 you know, the Harry, Hermione, and Ron. When oh, Ned shit. asked uh, Toby, like, hey, um, do I have a best friend in that universe? And he was like, yeah, but didn't work out so well. I, I couldn't for the life of me. I'm like, who is he talking about? And I was like, oh, James Franco. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. They really they really laid into like that to, the Toby Maguire's like the sad sack Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he's been through shit. And he is like, yeah, it, yeah. it, it works. Yeah. I, I just like I like seeing all the way all three of them like interacted. First of all, we got a lot more of it than I thought we were going to get, and it was all like top way quality more. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was great. I, I feel like yeah, like there was a part of me that felt like it's like oh, is this going to be like a ten minute thing, you know? And you get like you know a little bit of them, and then they have to leave, or is it going to be right at the very end or whatever? But yeah, I mean, it was a decent amount of time with all three Spider-Man and with Andrew and Toby, especially. Hey, how many times have you guys seen it? Twice. Also twice. I've only seen it once. I do want to see it again. It holds up really well. It does. Both times. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I think it, it pays. Like I knew the spoilers and it was still good. That's what I was like, Oh, this will be good a second time. I know what happens. Like I'll look forward to <laughs> picking apart some of the smaller things in it. There was sure. a part of me that, and, and you know, I didn't know, like, like we said, like, I didn't know almost anything with where the plot goes, but I obviously knew the setup because it starts, you know, it starts directly after the mid credit sequence for far from home. Um, when he, when he's unmasked more or less. And I was a little like, not nervous. And obviously I was going to watch this and I thought I was going to like it, but like, there was a part of me that it's like, ah, I hope I don't have to sit through a whole lot of like him, like being miserable because like people are being shitty to him. And people were mm-hmm. obviously being shitty to him, but I felt like that went by, like like they did enough to show you that people that that it was shitty and that he needed to like you know that people in his life were like, you know, having their lives ruined or like you know really bad things happening to them, without it like really getting into like a man this sucks kind of thing. Like it it got along yeah. quickly enough to like the okay let me go to Doctor Strange and like see if we can cast the spell, which was like kind yeah. of what got that got it moving along. They kind of get, so let's so that's another one of the parts of the movie I want to talk about is like the MCU parts of the movie with like like the MCU characters um, and all of that and they do they do get to it they get to it pretty fast um, which I think is which I think is good um, especially like on rewatching it was kind of like that was kind of the part I was least excited to watch again um, and I was like all right let's just kind of let's just kind of get to it like I I know it's coming but it, they they. They go through it pretty quick, and I have to say, 
I might actually like Doctor Strange better in these kind of roles than like helming is like holding down an entire movie. Hmm. We'll see what happens in the upcoming movie. I mean, he's only actually held down one movie, right? Which was his origin story right. movie. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of be interesting. And <clears throat> the next, you know, his next movie, you know, feels like there's a lot of other people in it. So who knows how that'll go? But um, <clears throat> yeah, I agree. W- one thing I really liked about what they did with Doctor Strange in this movie was I was prepared from the trailer and just from the fact that it's Doctor Strange to have him serve as a similar like mentor role to that Iron Man did. And it wasn't mm. like like I feel like he he actually really did treat him as more of a colleague kind of. And then they kind of had differences, obviously. And he still treated him like a kid at times because he acted like a kid at times. But I appreciated that it wasn't the same like mentor student or whatever you want to call no, it. No, no, no. He was not interested in mentoring. He's like, call me Steven. Right. All exactly. right just call me Dr. Strange. Like, right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We I like, like save the world together, dude. Like chill yeah. out. Yeah. And, and, and I really liked that. Um, And I really liked the part because you don't see this kind of shit often from Dr. Strange in any of the movie, you know, in any of the Avengers movies or any of that stuff that he was in, like the little bit of emotion he shows at the very end when he like, you know, when when Peter kind of tells him to cast the spell that'll make everybody forget him. Like he's he's definitely like kind of moved and sad about it. And I appreciated that. I thought that was a good little touch for for his character. I got to say, um, I don't think I'm alone on this either, but um, some of the MCU, the way it's moving into the next phase, I, I, I'm starting to lose the names of characters because <laughs> there's so many of them. Like, not. I know I really like Doctor Strange's head guy that helps make the circles, but I don't know his name. Wong? <laughs> I know everybody else does, but it's just getting to be a name. lot of... <laughs> I guess, but like, you know, I don't know. I'm just starting to lose the names of characters because there's so many coming so fast all the time and it's hard to be invested in all these characters. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things of of this part of the MCU is there is no like build up and then the big team up movie and then like another build up and it's it's just kind of like constantly spreading out and getting bigger and bigger kind of all the time. Right. Like, I, I feel like there will be a tentpole movie at some point, but, like, there isn't one on the horizon right now. Like, anything they've announced, like, like this was the closest to one, really. And and this wasn't really the same kind of, like, Avengers movie where everyone comes together. I really liked that part when they were like, who's the Avengers? Yeah. That was <laughs> like, oh, that's so cool. Who are they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are they a band? Are you in a band? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit about um, the villains in this movie or the quote unquote villains. I don't know. There's there's a lot of them. Um, More like projects. A bunch of projects. A bunch of projects. Yeah, for sure. Um, what I thought was interesting um, about them was, I don't know. I thought it was interesting that they were basically like, we're gonna cure you, or you could just go die, and like that kind of like those are your options. Um, and I know they're bad guys or whatever, but it still felt like a, I don't know. It still felt like there was a lot of, we're going to cure you whether you want to be cured or not. Like, especially like, you know, even though like Doc Op- Doc Ock is under like some kind of influence or whatever, like he's still like super protesting and like says, I don't want this. And like, no, nope, we're doing this. Like, you know, kind of a thing. And I like, 
it didn't make me feel really uncomfortable, but it did a little bit, I have to say. I don't know. One thing that's a little interesting about that, that I'm only thinking about now in tr- in truth, <laughs> is like in the scene. Bef- so in, in the scene where after he comes back from battling Doctor Strange and he like kind of Doctor Strange is like stuck in the mirror dimension, like hanging in the Grand Canyon or whatever. And he comes back and then I think Doc Ock says something, right? Like it's like you could have left us to die. Like, why didn't you? And, mm-hmm. and MJ says, like, last night who he is. Um, and it seems like, I mean, by that role, he, he, he sees that it's like, like they recognize at least some of them do that. It's like, oh yeah, like we're going to die if you come back. Then it feels weird that like they still fight against like being fixed. Cause it's like, but like you heard, right? Like if we just like, if we don't fix you, we have to send you back. Like we have to, like, like you're not, you don't belong here. We have the means to do it. And well, like we're sending you, you back are, either way, right? And it's right, like, but like if you go back and you're not evil, you won't try to attack, and so you presumably won't die. Like you, like right. Spider-Man, in you know, won't have to kill you, or you know, he doesn't always kill him, but they end up dead. I think their approach was, well, fuck it, I'll kill this Spider-Man here, and then I'll go back and do whatever I want. Yeah, with some of them, I think that was, but like not with everybody, right? Like, I mean, Sandman was kind of. MIA. I don't really think he did. Well, much. Sandman made sense, actually. Like, if you, if you remember Sandman in Spider-Man 3, to the extent that you can, um, he's really not evil. Like, he's he's trying to save his daughter. And, like, he kind of does like, like, I felt like his characterization was, like, fairly consistent in this movie with what I remember from Spider-Man 3, which is that he was yeah, never really so a bad guy. And he, like, he kind of got along with Peter in some ways. And then, like, even when he turns bad, it's more that it's just, like, you're not letting me go home. Like, all I want to do is go home. Like, I don't really care about being cured, which makes sense because he doesn't die at the end. Of, it's like from what uh, I remember. Maybe he just lets himself go. He turns into sand. Z- That's all I remember. Zangif. Zangif from Wreck-It Ralph. There you go. Exactly. Or, or Ralph breaks this. Wreck-It Ralph 2, right? I think. When there's. That's yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like, kind of like Zang. It's not the bad guy. Does that mean I'm bad guy? <laughs> uh was a nice. Point. I definitely didn't. See, I definitely didn't see Jamie Foxx's movie, yep. and his character was of all the bad guys, kind of the lamest to me, to be honest with you. And I like Jamie Foxx. He's a lot Which less funny lame because, here, though. <laughs> then, yeah, he got the, the biggest villain rehabilitation for sure. Like he didn't even have his body in the Amazing Spider-Man Two, um, where he's just like purely a CG creation, and they even not retcon it, but they kind of change it around. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll give him a physical body again. And it's like, I guess we're just going to all look the other way because we agree that it was stupid that he was like this weird blue thing um, in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, but, um, but they yeah, at least it was... explain it a little bit. Like, I mean, they don't really explain it, but they at least nod to it where it's like he's in that weird blue form in the very beginning, right? When they When he first sees him, kind of. And then he like kind of like, Right. Bodies himself. It kind of says something about like the energy being different in this universe or something like they don't really explain it. But like that's the implication is that it's like something about the difference between his universe and this one kind of gave him a body back and made him not look ridiculous, basically, which I'll take. (laughs) Yeah. And and it does kind of make sense that he was he would be the one who would most be like, I don't want to go back like to the way I was before Um, because he was like the real. I was going to say sad sack before, like he was kind of, you know, 
the the uber uncool like socially awkward weirdo guy um before he transformed so i guess it kind of makes sense but yeah i kind of agree with you that it was just kind of like at the end of the day like i don't understand why more of them didn't like they seem ultra reluctant to go along with the plan more so than I think they should have been. Right. Agreed. Yeah. And I don't really understand that, especially when they're told by the other people who knew that it's like, yeah, you die. Like, like you definitely die. Right. Yeah. I do want to point out for talking about bad guys that um, I did not really ever like Doc Ock as a character. And I thought he was phenomenal in this movie. I loved his character in this movie. He stood out him and obviously maybe not obviously. And to me, Willem Dafoe was always the best bad guy in all the Spider-Man movies. And he was equally as good, if not even more horrific in this movie. He was just gone for too long in this movie. If you ask me. Well, I think Doc Ock gets the coolest battle sequence because he gets like the first one on the bridge, right? Yeah, and that's uh, a cool battle sequence. Yeah, but then he, and when he sh- and it shows back up later, it's fucking awesome, also. Well, yeah, it is, but it's also weird that he like gets cured and then just kind of runs off and like, where is he the rest of the movie? I, I, I don't know, but he's not around. Um, like when they're assaulting the building or whatever, he's just like, I'm out of here. Like you kind of see him crawl over a neighboring building and you don't see him again until the finale. And it's like, mm, okay. Yeah. It is a little weird where it's like, why wouldn't he stay to help? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't he help try to attack green goblin? But yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I, I agree, Willie. I mean, I mean, like I said, like I, I always liked Dr. Octopus, but either way, like he, he probably, I mean, he probably has the best role of the villains in this movie. Like he has, he's, you see him the most and, He's kind of got the best part, I would say. And, and you know, him, him and Willem Dafoe. And the other three are, like, kind of just there to round things out. Like, uh, Jamie Foxx, because he's Jamie Foxx, maybe has a little more to do, but not really. He's got... He, I don't know. I don't know who the lizard guy was, but he had, like, kind of a nothing burger part in this movie. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's it's Reese Evans. Um, mm. Yeah, you know him. What's that, what's, what's that movie you watch with him? Deck, Deck Tear Danny, was that it? Yeah, the one reason the yeah. balloons. <laughs> yes, yeah. I forgot about that. There's another one. I would see. Did he play soccer, or rugby player in that movie? He plays. A, he's, he's the kicker in the replacements. Uh, yeah, the one, the one, the one who they like, like who's gonna like throw the game at the end or whatever because like they're gonna beat him up or whatever. I can't remember the. I definitely dance. saw Deck Chair Danny. I know. I remember for this show, for this show. I, I like that movie. Yeah. That was old. Was yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. I think, and also, like, I mean, his part and the Sandman's part were small, I think, for two reasons. The first reason being they're totally CG people, so it's very expensive to have them around all the time. And two, they didn't actually have the actors. They just did voiceover stuff. So, Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah and, at the end, like, it's recycled footage and stuff. Like, you know, from their movies. Sh- yeah, they didn't shoot any new stuff. Um for them even jamie fox no no jamie fox was there but um um thomas evans and thomas hayden church we're not are not we're not actually there they just did voiceover parts interesting Mm -hmm. yep which is why i guess why the uh kurt connor's like i'll just stay in the van like i'll just stay in the truck i was was wondering about that too like what's he doing why it's like i'm 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 really expensive to walk to have walking around like you don't need that i'm saving you some money in the budget (laughs) that's right (laughs) I do like the whole bit when he says something later. They're like, holy shit, the dinosaur can talk. Like, I, mean, I thought that was very funny. Um, 
Yeah. Um, what else should we talk about in this movie? I think what's interesting about this movie, um, the other thing is, in a way, this movie, in a big way, this movie is the Spider-Man origin story the MCU didn't give us before. Yeah, mm. because because it, it has it has the line right. It has it has the death of a loved one. It has the with great power comes great responsibility. And he's kind of set up at the end, like he's in the apartment by himself, like he's got like kind of nobody, and he's kind of just Spider-Man without any Tony Stark gear or anything else. He's like, he's just Spider-Man now. So he's going to be an integral part of the next wave of MCU, I assume. He's kind of the one carrying the carrying the torch, so to speak. I don't know. It's it's hard to know. Like th- this is, I mean, he's going to be in more movies because they want him to be in more movies, but. I, I kind of thought the other thing, f- like, how are they going to get him to be an integral part? Because nobody knows him. Like, how, right. like, how does he join but back he up knows with that. anybody? He'll know them. Who's he to join up with? Right. Well, they know who Spider-Man is. Yeah, so that's true. Every, they could every, do it that way. Right. They do know who Spider-Man is. They just don't know that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Right. Well, when he does the spell, it was unclear. Does Doctor Strange know who he is or no? No. No. Not afterwards. Nobody knows yeah. him. That's Nobody why he does. says that. That's why Doctor Strange says "so long, kid." After he does that, he's kind of saying like, "Yeah, like." And I think he even says like, "We won't know." Like those who know you and love you, like we won't remember you at all. Hmm. Yeah, but they definitely have to make more another. Like, I mean, they have a story they have to wrap up, right? They can't just be like, "And MJ and Ned never found out who he was ever again." And right. Like, Ned, right. So Ned is Ned is clearly going to be the bad guy in a movie. Do you think so? His yeah. his character is a bad guy in oh, in the comics. Well, there you go. Like that, Ned Leeds is, becomes the hobgoblin. Doesn't you know, I don't know I don't know what a hobgoblin is, but doesn't mean a hundred percent that that's what they would that that is what they would do. But like you said, they kind of yeah. I feel like they were getting at that. Yeah. That'll kind of be I sad. Mean, I don't I don't want him to turn bad. I just like him as a good guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't I want that either. Like that's. Yeah, we'll see. And that would be we'll that would be a tough do. heel turn, I think, for for that for character sell. Yeah, yeah. It's not like James Franco where he was already kind of moody and we, you know, <laughs> stealing his girlfriend and yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he had he had he had demons already. Put it that way. But we didn't talk about Willem Dafoe a lot. We should. I mean, he Willem Dafoe's it up. It's it's like it's classic Green Goblin stuff, you know. That fucking shape he puts his face in is unbelievable. Oh, it's great. Yeah. How does he do that with his face? It's just it's what he does. But you're right. It's like he is so. He's like like I don't think of it this way, but he's like so rubber faced, like kind of it, you know, in, in like a Jim Carrey kind of way. But like obviously not doing the stuff Jim Carrey does, like. It really is like his his face is like more point like it it's it is really cool how he's just he finds like, a way to make his face look like that fucking mask it's yeah weird yeah I'm I'm really glad like he was the big surprise for me in this movie I didn't know he was going to be in it um, and I was really happy to to see him and I and he had a much bigger part than I thought and um, yeah he's he's really good <laughs> as Norman Osborn so I'm glad he got to come back and play that role that part again. Normally, this is like stuff I would groan at, but I have to say I enjoyed the couple little meme things they threw in. Um, I got reminded of this because they they intentionally obviously put in the line of him saying I'm something of a scientist myself um, because that like has become a meme over the last n- number of years. Um, 
And then the other one being obviously the pointing Spider-Man, which they did as well. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was cool. Yeah, which was, but but I, I like that because I, I feel like they did it without like completely like being like, uh, huh? Like, you see what we did? I almost missed it. And Penny was like, look, it's the meme. Yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I think that so here we've been talking to like a lot of good stuff about this movie. I do have one kind of fairly big complaint about the movie, I think. Um, big, fairly big, which is like I would after all this, like the whole movie is about can these guys be rehabilitated? Can they be cured? Um, and like we need to do this. We can't just send them back. And then they right. do all that and then send them back. But we don't find out what happens. Like, did they live? Like, did it make a difference? Did anything that happened in this movie, like, make a difference in the other universes? Um, and I and I was kind of waiting for the mid-credit, post-credit sequence that at least gave us some indication that, like, it did kind of work out in the end. Um, and I was really bummed that we didn't kind of get that. Like, did they all go back and just fucking get murdered anyway? Like, I don't know. Like... I guess maybe we'll find out, but I kind of doubt it. Did Toby die? Or did he just go back? He just no, back. he's fine. Yeah, he's yeah. okay. He went back with a hole in his stomach. <laughs> As yeah. he said, he's been stabbed before. before. Yeah. You, you you develop an immunity. He stabs himself a little every morning, so that's that right. he's fine. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't bother me, but I understand it. I, I totally understand it. I, I couldn't tell you why it doesn't really bother me, but like I'm like, well, I'm okay with it. But I get where you're coming from. Very much. It I will say, like, I the movie, the end of the movie left me more sad. I'm mean, not sad, sad, but more sad than I thought. Like there was something just very sad about him being alone in that apartment at the end. Like, because even when he's alone, like he's still in the other movies and all that, like he has a support network. Like there's always the Peter Parker side of his whole life. And it's very weird to think that this, at least for a while, like he's not going to have a Peter Parker side to his life. I mean, he's still Peter Parker, but nobody knows him. So it's like, at least for some period of time, like that's going to be a thing. And I would, I would hope that they don't walk that back immediately. You know, like I, I would hope that that sticks for a little bit. Cause it's a big sacrifice for him to make. And it'll be a little meh if like it's kind of like it, it'll it'll be like uh, it'll be like to talk about something we talked about a little while back. Um, it'll be like Book of Boba Fett where it's like, oh, he's back with Grogu again. And it's like, well, that didn't last long. Like mm-hmm. it'll be it'll kind of be like that where it's like, well, you know, there was a real emotional payoff to them leaving each other. And now they're just back together again already. And that feels this way a little bit like it was a real I mean, that that's a big sacrifice he made. And it feels like that should that that should have to last for a little bit to, to me, even, even if like you said, like I would, I would hope that it's like, and we like, they're, they're not going to say we never saw MJ again because it's fucking Zendaya. They're not going to not have her in a movie. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I agree with you about that. Although in a weird way, I didn't find that bit sad because he seems mostly fine with it. Like he's not super mopey about it. And he's kind of like, all right, this is how it, this this is for the best and this is how it should be and like 
that Spider-Man who's like flipping around at the end, like he's not sad. No, you're right. He's not sad. I was sad though. <laughs> <laughs> the, the part that actually made me the saddest, which I wouldn't have thought, was when he's at the gravestone and Happy comes and he doesn't know Happy, and it made me sad that because Happy really felt like a little bit of a father figure to him in in certain ways over the last you know movie and a half or whatever, especially in Far From Home. Um, and it was a little sad that it's like ah, like he's just so he's just strange some that. That 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 kind of was a little weird and not resolved in that Happy is visiting Peter Parker's aunt. Well, they were they were together. How did they get together? They, you know, I I I, I thought about Magic. that too, and it's like, you know, probably there's just some, I don't know, I don't know how right. it changes their memory, you know. I inherently had a. Um, uh, challenge is probably the right. I, I didn't like take me out of the movie or bother me or whatever, but slightly was um, how often he kept changing the fucking spell, which led to all this, all the shenanigans, right? It's like, come on, kid, like just stop changing your mind. You would think that at some point, Dr. Strange would be like, uh, no, what's done is done. Right. I got, I kind of got the, especially the second rewatch, I kind of got the impression, especially towards the end a little bit that like, just Peter saying stuff was changing it that like even strange, like had no control over it. Right. They got to a point where it's just like, he's saying stuff and it's happening and strange is like, Oh shit. Like I got to keep all this together. Kind mm -hmm. of a thing. Yeah. That was a little hard to parse. Cause like clearly the first two times he says something, Dr. Strange changes something like himself. Like when he says like, I need my girl, like my girlfriend needs to know, like he does something like he like takes a rune out or whatever he's doing and says like, right. okay, fine. No one will know. Like no one will know except for your girlfriend. And then he says Ned and it's kind of the same thing, but then you're right. Like after that, it's like, it does feel like things are just happening because then he even says something like you changed my spell six times. And that right. very much makes it sound like he changed it. Not like you made mm. me change it or anything like that. That was a little bit of like hand weaviness of like, eh, I don't really know what was going on there, but like, I, I get the gist. Yeah. I would have liked, I, I mean, I would have liked if the, if it had been a little more like Dr. Strange arrogance and like, Oh, turns out he's in over his head. Cause like, that's kind of like a through line from his or his first movie. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, but he's it, just total badass, like knows everything guy. Now. One thing that was interesting to me, cause you know, I feel like I saw the trailer for this movie, like a fair amount. Um, cause thought it was a cool trailer and you know wanted to watch it i i mean there were a few trailers for this but like in the trailer there's clearly i mean they do this in marvel movies but there's clearly a line that wasn't in the movie which is like when when they're talking about the spell there's a scene in the trailer of wong saying like don't cast that spell or something like that yep. and he leaves and then like dr strange says like okay i won't and then he winks at peter and that doesn't happen at all like in this like wong's just like leave me out of it and leaves and it's like well that's different because like the one in the uh the trailer definitely is like consistent with what you were saying, Paul, like it advances this idea that like, oh, Dr. Strange is being reckless, like he's tampering with stuff that he really shouldn't. And like that mm -hmm. kind of is in part leads to issues. But in this, it's much more presented as like, no, this is like a standard spell. Like Dr. Strange even says like, well, we've used it for like dumber things than this. Right. Speaking of Wong. Is it the ring that makes the the ring that he's wearing that makes the portal thing yeah. possible mm -hmm. or is it yeah ned have some type of it's, special yeah, power it's, well, it's both, called it's, right? it's yeah both you, you have to have the magic but it's the sling that's the sling ring 
that basically makes the travel between you know dimensions or whatever you know or within uh your dimension possible mm. i watched dr uh, strange not that long ago too so it, it, a, was yeah. it good haven't seen it in, since it came out yeah it's good i like i like dr strange mm. yeah i, I like saw it relatively recently I, it, yeah. it's it's pretty good yeah yeah I, I feel like there you know there are parts that are you know the the visuals are really cool i like mads mickelson it's got I think I've talked about this before, but it has my favorite. I think it has my favorite little like joke, like back and forth, which is the Mister Doctor thing when they first meet meet each other. Which is oh yeah, yeah. it's 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 really good, and partially because it's Mads Mik- uh, Mikkelsen doing it. I think yeah. Well, it's another origin story though, and I'm right. Too many origin stories. So you got that going on. Um, anything else to say about this? This movie, probably. Why? Why you're ruminating? I did have a, I did have a, an incredibly stupid question that came to mind the second time I saw this movie. But the the mid credit sequence, I don't remember if we talked about this before <laughs> recording or not, has no. Eddie Brock from the Venom movies in it. How does he get there? Because it's only supposed to be people who know who that Peter Parker Spider Man. That's true. That's a good point. I have no idea how he gets there. I mean, the the I didn't see this movie, but I know this is the case that the end credit sequence to Venom Let There Be Carnage has him traveling to uh, to this universe. Oh, it I does. It, it, yeah. The, the end credit sequence, I believe, has him like, I don't know where he's sitting and talking in a hotel room with a girl or something like. And then all of a sudden he's in like a different hotel room and the TV is on. And the TV is playing the live thing of of him, of Peter Parker being unmasked as Peter Parker. And then I think Venom says something that's like, oh, I like him or something like, let's get him or something like that. And like, that's how that ends. Hmm. But I agree with you. Like, you don't even know who that is. So I don't really understand. Like the rest of it makes sense, right? Like these are all people who knew who Peter Parker was. Obviously, the other Spider-Men knew who Peter Parker is because... Or knew that Peter Parker Spider Man because they are Peter Parker, so it makes sense that they would also have come through. Um, but yeah, it's a little. That's a really good point. Hadn't thought of that. So uh, obviously, that mid credit sequence opens the door for Venom to be in the MCU. He obviously came. He came through with everybody else, and he's just chilling there. Even if his brain gets erased, I think. Venom is going to know, ooh, I like that Spider-Man guy. Let me go get him. But but I think the, the the thing that Paul is saying is like he doesn't like the whole idea, right, is that the people who, who were transported there from the spell are people who knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. But the Eddie Brock uh, Venom doesn't know like Spider-Man's not there in that in that universe or, or, or maybe he is. But like he's never mentioned, I don't think, from everything I know about the uh, the two Venom movies. Yeah, I guess I don't so, actually know, having not seen is them. Is there but. a Spider-Man? Is there a Spider-Man in those Venom movies? Maybe he's always been in this. Maybe he's always just been in this universe. I don't I know. I guess I don't actually I have know. no idea. Yeah, No, he hasn't been in this universe because they, like like I said, like they show him being transported to this universe, to to the Marvel, the MCU, at the, at the end of right. the second Venom movie. So, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, it's I don't a, know. It's, it's a good question. I mean, I guess it's a way just to get the Venom symbiote into the MCU, which I guess is really what they wanted to do there. 
speaking of villains, did you um did you catch the kind of cool little Easter eggy thing at the very end when uh you know when the spell goes awry and like the earth the sky is cracking and it's all purple and you start seeing the images of other people coming through and they're pretty if you pause it they're pretty clear images of like Craven the Hunter, Scorpion, Black Cat, Rhino. Those are the ones I caught. Yeah, I don't know who like the little like are. light images of people. Yeah, what's you say? And those people would be <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you should know some of them. Like Rhino was in the Amazing Spider-Man too. It's Paul Giamatti's character, and uh, Scorpion is in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. He's one of the he's one of the bad guys who who mm. you know one of the Sinister Six group who attacks him at his house or whatever or at Aunt May's house. The other two I don't think are in any of those, but they're they're in a lot of Spider-Man stuff. But I thought that was cool because it was kind of making reference to the fact that it's like, yep, and there are all these like all the other Spider-Man villains basically are are there too. So. Well, we're not as big Spider Boys as you are, so I guess not. I guess not. I I prefer Spider Fellas. <laughs> uh, I do like Spider Fellas. Um, should we th- throw some grades on this on this movie? Uh, after the short extended discussion uh willie why don't you kick us off i feel like you usually don't you're right uh enjoyable in all aspects i I was here to see the spider fellas uh and hopefully my hope going in was really good banter between the three spider-men and a formidable bad guy because I did not know who the villain was and I was tickled by who the bad guy was because he was always my favorite bad guy and the the parts where the three Spider-Men were together were just the fucking best part of this movie and a lot of other superhero movies I've seen so uh, 4.5 out of 5 winner all right this how about you earned all its money (laughs) um I I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Um, it was really good. I mean, it's like one thing that I think is like real, like the way I would describe a lot of no way home, not all of it, but like the parts that you like the most, like certainly some of the parts that Willie just pointed out, it's like fanfic or, or like, or fan service. I I should say fan service, but it's done so well. Like it's not, it doesn't feel pandering. I felt the same way about Endgame, you know, like with a lot of fan service, but done in a way that's just great. The mesh. Yeah, this fan felt serviced <laughs> and it was great. <laughs> Thanks for that image. <laughs> you got it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was just it was really entertaining. I totally understand um, why this, you know, was just, you know, just destroyed the box office when it came out because everybody loves Spider-Man and it's just a really entertaining time with Spider-Man. And it's a really nice payoff for like people who grew up on the Tobey Maguire movies or like a second group of people who grew up on like the Andrew Garfield movies, even if they weren't very good. I know they made a lot of money and people like Andrew Garfield. And I feel like people really appreciated seeing those people is, is the impression I get. And I did too. It was, it was really great. I would guess that um, some of these newer movies that Andrew Garfield has been in, will get a whole pile of new viewers. Like tick, what's it called? TikTok boom, tick, 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 boom. Yeah. Yeah. Even um, social network people forget he was in the social network. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I'm also going to go with a four and a half out of five on this one. I think it's my favorite MCU movie in quite a while. Hmm. It is a lot of fan service, but I'm the fan that they were aiming at. Like, yeah, I am curious. Exactly. Like, I am curious about like a 
16 year old watching this movie going like who are those other who are all these people and what is going on and maybe they'll go back and watch the other movies i don't know but uh, I, I thought it was pretty wild and like they pulled it off way better than i ever thought they could um and like i said i was expecting like andrew garfield and toby mcguire to show up in like a scene um right. and not be in the whole second half of the movie so um i was really pumped to see that and also when it comes to superhero movies or really lots of movies i am not down for like the high school drama and and that's one of the things i'm always down on spider-man for and this movie had almost none of that um so as a result yeah i was here for it four and a half out of five you know i'll just say the uh the six the hypothetical 16 year old would have been what six or seven when amazing spider-man came out so i feel like they'd know the garfield movies i feel like those 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 would have been their movies probably right like that would have been their spider-man up till now my seven-year-old could not watch amazing spider-man well okay not 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 every seven-year-old but but (laughs) but but you know they would have seen it she could have seen it two years late right like when she was nine or ten maybe we all saw the the first spider-man movie with toby together yeah we did right yep the menlo park mall (laughs) i i I remember it very well (laughs) for whatever reason yeah yeah it was so good may uh was it like May 4th, May 5th? It was like beginning of May 2002. Wow. Yep. Man. Long time ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, any other business we have to go over before we get out of here? How about... Uh, I heard that you uh, I heard that you put together a new bed. I did put together a new bed. Is it time for bed chat? It is. Bed oh, chat. Sorry, I was talking about... <laughs> talking about beds. Bed chat. <laughs> Buckle up, gentlemen. It's a metal queen-size platform bed. I'm, I'm sorry. That is way too many styles to combine <laughs> into one bed. Metal queen-size platform bed. Mm-hmm. No squeaks, no movement, no nothing. Paul, Perfect just guest one bedroom. Solid piece, one solid piece of metal. It's like a big fucking quarter on the ground. Fucking heavy. I'll tell you that. I couldn't carry the whole thing up the stairs by myself. Jesus. Paul, you say it was metal, but mm-hmm. was it metal? <laughs> It was liquid metal, you son of a bitch. <laughs> exactly. It's a very high quality bed. Very excited, even though it's in the guest bedroom. But, you know. What What? What? Um, got you to choose a metal platform bed? Uh, well, we didn't have a box spring for the mattress, so we needed a platform bed. And um, basically, we didn't want to spend a whole shit ton of money on an expensive wood bed. And a cheap wood bed, all the reviews were totally crappy. So we're like, we got a metal bed, and maybe it'll squeak, and hopefully it won't. And we've had it for a week, and it doesn't yet. But But I don't don't have a lot of hopes that it's not going to be squeaky in three months. How do you test if it squeaks? What are you you doing in there? I don't know what you mean. I'm just doing regular squeak tests. You know, just jumping on it once in a while, making yeah, a little yeah. fort. <laughs> making a fort. I mean, what else do you do with a bed? <laughs> My daughter has claimed the uh, underside of that okay. bed as her fort, and, okay. and has set up like blankets and pillows under there. And she's like, "You should come find me under the bed," and that's where she yeah. hangs out now. So, I was having a conversation recently about water beds, mm. and oh it dawned God. on me like, 
how fucking heavy those beds must have been. Yeah. My brother had one. Like, how did people, you know, when you put in, I remember that. I forgot about that. When you put in, like, a pool table on the second floor, you have to get, like, the joist reinforced and stuff. Like, yep. how did more water beds not just, like, ruin the floor joists and houses? It's a good question. I mean, they are pretty big. Like, they have a lot of, like, it's heavy, but it's, it is spread out a lot. The funny thing about, I mean, my brother had one. The funny thing that he did was he only kept it about half full. So it was a real sloshy, oh, like, yeah. yeah, like you really rocked back and forth in that thing. And he said he liked it that way. I found it absolutely nauseating just to land. I couldn't imagine sleeping on it. Could you imagine? I'm sorry. This is, I'm not, I don't mean to talk shit about your brother, but could you imagine being your parents and how old was, how old was your brother when he got this thing? I don't know, like 16 or 17. Could you imagine your 16-year-old kid being like, Dad, Mom, I want a waterbed. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> they still make waterbeds? Like, I never That's I never hear question. about them yeah. or see them. Yeah. You know. What was uh, the appeal? Prob- was, it like, was it like before there was like Tempur-Pedic foam that was like, this will conform to your body? Like, was that the appeal? Yeah. I think so, yeah. I think that was the idea behind it. My cousins had waterbeds. So. When they... They, they, I believe they've stopped making them. Maybe we should look on Snopes. Maybe this is a wives' tale. Um, I believe that um, when, if, when, and if they pop, like your your homeowner's insurance won't cover them. Hmm. So people just stop selling. That them. Seems like a bad thing. The memory of my brother's because they were like, why the fuck do you have eight? hundred thousand gallons of water in your bedroom well that's what i was gonna say the memory of my brothers was it actually took a lot less water than you thought it did like the actual water chambers were very small um and you were really only sleeping on like an inch or two of water at the end it wasn't like a whole mattress full of water what was underneath it a mattress i don't know it's a good question yeah i guess so nothing shows up by the way when i google waterbed snopes how about do water beds void your homeowner's insurance? All right, hold on. By that do logic, that by that logic, any water you spilled would would like you'd be like, I had a water in a bucket and it spilled. They're like we don't cover that. Like no, 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 because a a bucket's a bucket. A water bed is like <laughs> like a pool in your bedroom. It's true that a water bed is not a bucket. You got me there. Are you sure? It's a pretty crappy bucket if it's a bucket. <laughs> okay. It's a big bucket. So you can usually, apparently, you can get waterbed liability, apparently. What? Which will usually, See, it's a real Which thing. will usually insure the property for up to $300,000. That's an expensive waterbed if it pops. Three, my, you know, had a waterbed until it did three two hundred ninety eight thousand dollars in damage in my house. Thank God it was covered. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, waterbeds are really really cheap. Yeah, because who wants a waterbed? It's like th- less than three hundred bucks. Queen size maybe we should waterbed. Get, maybe we should get back at it. And that um, you know, should go out and hire all those Casper guys that were so good at marketing but bad at making mattresses and put them over into the waterbed scene. Hey, I, I, we had a that that. Spare bedroom bed is a Casper mattress. I find it extremely comfortable. You trendy motherfucker. Yep. My I wife hated it, but I, I like it. My mattress is a Lisa mattress. Ah, the Casper yeah. ripoff. Yep. It's fine. No, it's good. No, no, no. The Casper ripoff is what I have, which is, and I have two of them. 
have a Lisa also, but um, Amazon just sells memory foam mattress. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the um, the thickest you could buy the thickest one, and for a queen size, it was like 300 bucks. And do you like it? It's the best mattress I've ever had, and I've had we've had um, had the original Tempur Pedic, had the Lisa. I got a king size mattress on Amazon, memory foam for like four hundred bucks. It's great. Did it come in like a, like the Casper style oh, the tube? Whole, the you whole like thing. Expand, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the expanding the stuff. Thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, the whole thing. All right. That's the most fun part of those mattresses. Yeah. Yeah, but they also spelled um, when you did that. Yes. We I got uh, we got the Lisa one once, and um, there's a real trick: is they if you want to move them, they're like impossible to move. But you can get a bag and uh, like a special bag and hook it up to a shop vac, and you can re shrink it back down. Really? Tell me that now that I've moved. That really? We moved that stupid mattress too. Yeah. It was impossible. Yeah, you got to shrink it back down, and then you got to roll that bitch up like a like a burrito, <laughs> and then you got to tape that shit closed. But it worked. I kept one in storage for years, but it was a pain in the ass to shrink it down. Well, it was a pain in the ass to, to move, move the inflated yeah. one. So, oh, good God, yeah. Hmm. Those things just smell like the dough. Are we done with bed talk? We've been really talking about mattresses. <laughs> I could do this. Apparently, <laughs> if we wanted to start a podcast about mattresses, we could really, we could go. That's yeah. right. This has been bed talk. We talk wah, about wah, beds. Wah. Bed talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite recurring segment. That's right. Happened twice. Really, now. You know, it, is, it is now officially some, reoccurring. <laughs> needed some water sound. Yeah, there you go for the waterbed. Waterbed talk. Yeah, that's right. Is that our sub podcast? Waterbed talk. We're, We're still doing this. What's 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 our email address, guys? <laughs> uh, our email address is talktopodflix at gmail We got anything? Should be bed to podflix. Did we get anything? Uh, no. Not right now. Good. But we're going to get Good. stuff after this whenever it actually comes out because uh, people are going to... If ever. Yeah. If ever it actually right. comes out. If it ever sees the light of day. <laughs> um, because uh, people are going to email us uh, if they have waterbeds and tell us all about their waterbed stories. Or really any bed opinions whatsoever. Yeah. And please tell us if you like uh, building forts on your bed. From your bed. Under your bed? What about Twitter? <laughs> what about it? <laughs> it's a thing. Yep. And you can find us. Podflix. You can find us at on Podflix? Twitter. Yeah. Right? At Podflix. Yeah, yeah, at Podflix. You can find us at Twitter, right? Yes. Yep. That's Just us. go to the Twitter offices. We'll be there. Yep. At Twitter. I'm there every Tuesday and Thursday from 3 yeah. to 5. It's my office hours. My, <laughs> my office hours. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter headquarters. Wherever that is. That's right. Haven't had anyone visiting me yet. It's been very lonely. Wonder why. He shows up at Twitter and spends two hours in the bathroom. Never said where his office was. Sir. I mean, conducting office hours. Fuck off. Right. Well, it's not my fault that every time I go to my Twitter office hours, Paul decides to watch Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> they got to text him and let him know. That's right. All right. Time to go to the bathroom. <laughs>